Hello Car Fanatics in Irvine, Orange County, California, the United States, Long Beach, and around the world. It's time for the most famous words in motorsport. Drivers, Drivers start, start your, your engines! engines. <laughs> Rev it. Yeah. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit? Uh, <laughs> you can just hear the excitement. Welcome to Long Beach, California. You're here for the 43rd Grand Prix of Long Beach, the Saturday IMSA race and Can-Am Historic race, as well as Pirelli World Challenge qualifying and Grand Prix of Long Beach IndyCar qualifying later this afternoon. The fire engines here, round three of the 2017 WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. Chester, let's go racing. Welcome, welcome to Speedway Sounds. It is Tuesday, April 11, 2017, and we're fresh off of our trip to the Toyota Grand Prix of Long Beach. Now I'd like to welcome the first of my three companions on this wonderful trip, Tristan Cortez. Welcome to the studio, Tristan. Hey, no, great to be back on the show again. Um, awesome to talk about the amazing week, the amazing experience we had at the 43rd Annual Long Beach Grand Prix and a lot of really cool moments and just can't wait to delve into it. So on that Saturday morning, we woke up bright and early. We were driving on our way to Long Beach and you told me what you were looking forward to before the race. What was that, what you're looking forward to? The part I was looking forward to the most was just walking around the IMSA paddock and looking at all the the cars, you know, looking at the, the teams, you know, engineers talking to drivers, you know, really seeing, you know, what goes behind the scenes of, of a race team and, you know, getting a, a race car out on the track to compete. One of the amazing things about the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship is that they do not charge an additional fee to enter their garage area, their paddock area, where they set up all the cars. How valuable was that to the experience? It was awesome. I mean, to get an experience like that with no extra charge is really, 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 it's priceless. I mean, quite literally as well. You know, I think it really gives you an inside look. And, you know, since you and I are studying mechanical engineering, you know, looking for a job in racing, you know, you really see that really opens your eyes. And uh, it just got, I was just so excited, you know. I just wanted to be one of those people working on those cars, you know, and talking to the drivers. Yeah, just... that's a that's a great point to bring up. We got to see the crew members work on their cars, warming up the cars. Let's talk about the Park Place car that we got to visit. We got to go behind the scenes with Park Place Motorsports, thanks to Matt McMurray, who's been on the show previously. And we got to see the, the number 73 Porsche Grand Touring Daytona 911 start up and fire up and everything. Wasn't that an amazing time? Yeah, huge thank you to Park Place Motorsports, York Bergmeister, after we told him that we knew Matt, you know, letting us in. Uh, and uh, Sean, the chief mechanic, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Huge thank you. So 
awesome, awesome stuff by them. And thanks a lot. To describe them. the smoke. Describe the <laughs> the whole feeling of the car starting up. Yeah. Place. So like when we first entered, um, you know, they were doing system checks and it took a little bit for them to fire up the car. But man, was the wait worth it? You know, hearing that Porsche engine just being right there at the forefront, just yeah, the, when it started up, there was, like, a lot of smoke coming out of the exhaust, but it was just, you know, warming up and uh, one of the best moments of the weekend. And I'll now play some of that beautiful engine noise from the Porsche owned by Park Place Motorsports. Sing, Flex, sing! I know you want to. Fire in the hole! Let's go to the sports car race itself. Well, first we had the Can-Am Historics race. Like, what's your opinion on historic cars? Do you think that was a good showing? Yeah, there's a certain charm to those historic race cars, you know? They have kind of like those weird designs that you don't see that much anymore and kind of like that pure, unadulterated appeal to them. So I think that was really, really awesome seeing. They're quite loud, but that's part of the fun as well, the noise. So yeah, I think that was that was awesome as well. Definitely a blast from the past there. Looking ahead to the main event, the IMSA WeatherTech Bubba Burger Sports Car Grand Prix, what was your favorite moment of the race? Definitely has to be Ricky Taylor's pass on the green Tequila Pachon Ligier. And actually, before Ricky made the pass on the outside of turn one, um, there was a little bit of a risk of a crash on the main straight. The Ligier was coming fast on a Grand Touring Daytona Porsche, and the Grand Touring Daytona Porsche was trying to make a pass on the on the inside of another Grand Touring car. So the Ligier swerved to the inside to kind of avoid that, but then he had to correct it because as he saw the Porsche move, he had to move to the outside. He lost some ground to Ricky, and Ricky was able to make the pass on the outside, and that was definitely a great battle as well. Truly representative of close quarters, tight, long beach, street circuit racing. Definitely, yeah. That, is, that has been a part of the tradition for the last 40 years. What are your final thoughts on... We're running out of time, so what are your final thoughts on the Grand Prix? It was def awesome experience. I would definitely go again next year. I mean, I, all this time living in Southern California, it's actually that was actually the first time I went to the Grand Prix of Long Beach, so... I can't believe I didn't, I didn't go to it sooner. And just being uh, in the IMSA paddock, watching the race, being up close with those cars, and then seeing them do out on the track was just amazing, unforgettable. And just meeting drivers as well was really, really cool. Amazing. Yeah, we had a great time at the autograph session. Well, thank you so much, Tristan Cortez, for coming on the show today. And we'll hear from you a little later in from the Winter Design Review about your involvement with Anita Racing. Yeah, part of the FSAE team here at Utah Racing. Definitely an awesome project, so yeah, I'll be sticking around. Now I'd like to welcome Jake Moritz, my second friend from our trip to the Grand Prix of Long Beach. Welcome, Jake. How's it going, Nug? Glad to be here. Now the great thing is that it had actually been two years since I had last talked to Jake in person in Sacramento, California, when we met at a Boy State conference. And we've been talking about racing throughout those two years. And now we finally got to reunite. And I think that was just a, an awesome opportunity to finally meet you again and go see a race. No, thanks for coming down, man. It was an amazing experience. And you couldn't have come down at a better time concerning, you know, the weather, the race, uh, how close it was. It was just a phenomenal weekend. 
Yeah, and you live in Long Beach, so how does the race impact you as a fan, as a citizen of the city? It's pretty fantastic having uh, one of the most major races on the calendar, the driver's favorite street circuit. It's, it's, it's a fantastic honor to have it in our city. It does make traffic and me getting to work kind of a bear, but you know what? It's worth it knowing that there's a bunch of GT cars pounding around the track out there. So I'll give up uh, a couple days of my weekend uh, in traffic to uh, gladly see those cars uh, hit the streets of Long Beach. So I know you are a huge sports car fan. I mean, I've been telling people, like, you're five times, six times more of a fan than I am. You know a lot of the drivers and a lot of the teams involved in, in the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. And the great thing is that we all got to meet them. So tell me about who you met at the paddock and the autograph sessions. Well, so we had the fantastic experience of meeting your own Mole, who's a Lamborghini factory driver, who was extraordinarily accommodating and gave us one heck of a talk about racing and cars. and Just a great stand-up guy. We also had the pleasure of meeting uh, IndyCar uh, driver and now Lexus factory driver, Sage Karam, who uh, was, well, again, more than kind. We also were given the extreme luxury by Park Place Motorsports and uh, WeatherTech Racing to uh, come into their paddocks and check out their kit. Big thanks to the drivers, Jörg Burmeister and to uh, Cooper McNeil for giving us that opportunity. It was just a fantastic time. The drivers are very engaged with their fan base, and they're not as, uh, you know, let's say, uh, uppity as other motorsports drivers. And I know also that you are fluent, well, at least more fluent than I am, in, in German. And a lot of race car drivers on the sports car circuit speak German. You got to have some back and forth with them in Deutsche. Yeah, it was Deutsche. fantastic. What were some of the things you were saying? Well, we were, uh, especially with Mr. Bergmeister, as well as Mr. Jens Klingman. Both one is a factory Porsche driver, and the other, uh, Klingman, is a factory BMW driver. Uh, just keep getting to talk to them about the uh, previous couple of races on the calendar, how they would fared, uh, what they were planning for uh, the rest of this year, because a lot of these drivers don't just race in one series. Many of them are racing in two, three, even uh, four series across the, go- across the globe. So it was fantastic to get to talk to other German speakers, you know, there's not that many of us, and get to talk to racing drivers about what they love most, and that's getting behind the wheel. Mm-hmm. And you had some connections as well through, I think, was it Instagram? You had previously talked to some of the drivers through Instagram, and you were able to get some swag from them and, and behind-the-scenes access. That made well, yeah, our whole trip better. Yeah, well, you know, if you, it never hurts to ask. And a couple of months ago, I got to speak to, uh, actually, your own mole. Uh, quite personally through uh, Instagram, and it was uh, fantastic to to get to connect with one of my favorite drivers in the series. And uh, when he gave me the opportunity to get some uh, sweet Lamborghini official gear, so uh, I'm very excited for that. Yeah, tell me about the hat trick as well. Oh, the (laughs) hat trick. Ever so close, two hats, uh, not three, I was so close. But Jans Klingman, who was one of the German speakers, he actually gave me the hat off his head, which I could not, you know, thank him enough for that. Just a moment later, when we went over to get, go visit the uh, new Lexus uh, GT racing team, we had Sage Karam, who not only gave me the hat off his head, but uh, signed it for me, and that hat has now been uh, you know, permanently retired to my, uh, my, my uh, trophy case. That's amazing. Now, going to the race itself, what were your thoughts on the race, and what was your favorite moment? Uh, the, the race was full of uh, awesome maneuvers in GTLM, the GTD, and uh, even the prototype field. Although racing on the sea street circuit isn't necessarily those prototypes forte, they really showed pace. My favorite moment by far was watching my favorite driver take it all the way up from fourth to a second-place finish in the, the GT Daytona category, which was fantastic to see uh, a young driver and a young team making moves out on the field. There's a there's a couple moments of uh, you know skin of your teeth moments between quite a few of the cars out on track, but it was uh, it was great to watch overall, except for the uh, crashes right there at the end. That was really disappointing. Yeah, uh, what are your final thoughts on the race and the whole weekend experience? 
Oh, it's fantastic being able to interact with the drivers and interact with the teams and be able to get intimate with the cars uh, that you get to watch on track. And as well, just the immersion, the whole experience of the event is just, uh, now you can't really get it almost anywhere else in any other race series. Uh, it doesn't offer that level of uh, fan involvement. So it's, it's awesome to have it in my backyard for uh, almost two, uh, a week and a half of racing, which is uh, something a petrol head can only dream of. Well, Jake, thank you so much for joining us for this great day of, of racing at Long Beach. And I will never forget how enthusiastic you were and how amazed you were at what you had seen and who you interacted with right there yeah, at the no, circuit. It was a gift. It was I, I couldn't ask for anything more getting to talk to your heroes. You know, they say never meet your heroes, but I'd beg to differ. That was uh, one heck of a life experience, something I'll never forget. Thank and you so uh, thank you guys for coming. That really made it just that much better. Thank you, Jake. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. Now, last but not least, we have A.J. Haynes live at the KUCI studio today to talk about his experience at the Long Beach Grand Prix. How are you doing today, A.J.? I'm doing all right. How about you? Doing all right. I mean, that, that was such an amazing weekend, wasn't it? It was. What were your expectations going in? Because I remember you saying this was your very first race. It was. And uh, going into it, I was like, okay, this is not going to be what it's like on TV. And I was hoping for... There's something exciting. I didn't anticipate as many crashes and certain, certainly as not, not as many uh, interesting things happening on the track, but I got it, and I have to say it was it far exceeded my expectations. I smacked another mic here. Uh, <laughs> it was it was amazing, absolutely. So sports cars. What did you he what have you heard about them? What was your opinion of sports car racing before you went and saw the the WeatherTech Sports Car Championship? Well, I love me some sports cars. I play plenty of racing games, so I know things. You know, Lamborghini, Porsche. I'd seen them all before, but seeing them on a track like this, and uh, just seeing them racing against prototype cars, which I had never seen before, uh, very interesting. Um, <laughs> to be honest, when you told me we were going for a day at the races, I was kind of thinking NASCAR, but I don't know why I thought that. This is a very local track, and it's like, well, this isn't the Daytona 500 or something. <laughs> These aren't uh -huh. NASCARs. So this was not, maybe not street-legal supercars, but these were supercars. These were brands that I had seen before, and I'm like, oh, well, that's a Lamborghini, and that's awesome. So. Mm -hmm. Very so yeah, every car manufacturer in the sports car series, every car manufacturer's goal is to make a car that looks like something that you can buy on the road. Isn't that fascinating? What do you think? Oh yeah, we saw some of that on uh, the paddock or inside the big building. Mm -hmm. uh, there was uh, a Cadillac, and uh, there were lots of Cadillacs. And uh, you see something like luxury car, like a Cadillac or a, I don't know. Uh, Chrysler or something like that, something that's really fancy. You see that, and then you go, you can't turn that into a race car. And then you look right next to it, and you see the race car version, and you're just like, oh, man, that looks amazing. It's like, I would I would drive that car. Yeah, we're talking about the number 10, the Wayne Taylor Racing Cadillac that won the race, and the 31 and the 5 from from those teams. From So three Cadillacs total in the race. He also had two Nissans from Extreme Speed Motorsports, as well as several other types of cars. So... In terms of meeting drivers, I mean, you'd probably never heard of any of these drivers, but what did you think of the drivers? Uh, they were very personable and uh, very interesting people. They all, A lot of them spoke German. I do not speak German. So <laughs> yeah. Jake and his uh, conversations with them, I was kind of lost. But uh, I may not be a motorhead, but uh, I can respect character, and I can certainly respect uh, personable people, uh, people, people. So uh, getting to meet them, shake hands with them, 
I didn't know who they were exactly, but uh, they were kind regardless, and uh, they were very, uh, they drive awesome cars, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you got to respect that. So what were your thoughts on the race itself? Can-Am, there's a Can-Am 20-minute race before, and then the WeatherTech sports car race for 100 minutes. The Can-Am race was loud. I'll tell you that. The two cars up in front, <laughs> I, I put something, I was, I was posting all day on my Instagram the whole time, and uh, I included a clip where the lead cars and one other car went by, and I was just like, man, this is loud. I remember you were telling us about earplugs, and I was like, oh, well, I'm fine. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a music person. I'm already half deaf. And then those <laughs> cars went by, and I was like, all right, I might need just one on like the right side because they came from our right, and it was just like... Yeah, earplugs are important. So for the sports car race itself, I mean, you saw caution flags, the crashes. Um... Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. There was this one part where there was a Ford, what was it? It was a Ford GT GTL, L, GTLM, yeah. The GTLM. There was a Ford GTLM that, I correct me if I'm wrong, but it like it went around the turn too tight and it got spun out and then it backed into a wall. Mm-hmm. And then a couple of cars passed it and then it proceeded to move just in front and it almost hit a Mazda prototype, I think. And the whole time everybody was like, no, 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 stop, stop, stop. And I was just laughing like you wouldn't. I was laughing like a maniac. Uh-huh. I was just like, you almost hit the most of prototype. I was like freaking out. It was. I know some of those deci- some of the driver's decisions don't seem that smart. Yeah. But when you're doing split second reaction, I mean, how many times have you played a video game where it's like you're driving, say, legally or illegally on the track or maybe out in the street somewhere and you almost hit somebody? It's like, yeah, you don't have the reflexes for that. Well, these guys actually drive the cars that you see in those games. And it's like split second reaction time. Sometimes it's not enough. So. So after this amazing weekend, do you think you're going to continue following racing in the future, maybe on television, social media? I probably won't watch it on TV just because I don't. I mean, I'm a college student. I don't have cable. But mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's definitely opened my eyes to a new section of sports that I didn't think I'd ever experience. So I'd be more than happy to go to a race live. There is a big difference between watching it on TV and going to it in person, the sights, the sounds, seeing the cars in person, it really makes a difference. Thank you so much, AJ, for coming on Speedway Sounds hey, today no and live and telling you about us about your experience. Yes, do it live, as they say. Mm-hmm. All right, up next, we have interviews from the Anteater Racing Winter Design Review. First up, Caitlin Robinson, the project manager. My name is Noah Stein. I'm the host of Speedway Sounds at KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I am at the 2017 UCI Samueli School of Engineering Winter Design Review. And my first interview today is with Caitlin Robinson, the program manager of Anteater Racing, the Formula SAE team. I had her on week three, and I, I'm looking for an update. How are everything, how's everything going? Everything is going great so far. Yeah, we've, we're uh, making great progress on our three vehicles. We have Mantis over here. We have Bandit in the middle. So how have, how has the project been since January when I interviewed you? So since January, we actually have uh, gotten our two formula cars from a computer design, uh, and we built them out to a full-size chassis that's now rolling on wheels. Uh, our Bandit vehicle, which was previously just a chassis with wheels, is now uh, a tech-ready car, so it's ready to go for in about a month. Very cool, very cool. So why are you all here today with the Winter Design Review? So every senior mechanical engineer is required to complete a senior design project, and this event is put on so that all of our engineers can show off all the hard work they've been doing. Yeah. So tell us about the event. Like, what you guys? I mean, you talked about the cars that are here, but what are you hoping to show off as well? 
Uh, so we're just hoping to show off the progress that we've made so far. Uh, our bandit vehicle, our Baja, is actually putting on a design review presentation for a panel of industry professionals that are competing against seven other uh, senior design projects oh, wow. for the Dean's Choice Award this year. Very cool. So we're very proud of that. Very awesome, very awesome. Well, thank you very much, Caitlin. Yeah, thank you. Good morning, everyone. So I'm with my first Anteater Racing team member. What's your name? I'm Curtis. And what is your role with Anteater Racing? I'm the chief engineer for the Baja CE project here at UCI. Um, we design, build, and compete a off-road single-seat vehicle in the SAE design series. So what are some of the challenges with off-road racing that other cars don't experience? You know, there's a lot of forces in this car that this car has to absorb. We're taking five-foot jumps, um, and we have to uh, compete in a four-hour-long endurance race, meaning that that car needs to be oh, wow, very yeah. robust in its mm -hmm. design. It's one of the main challenges. So who works for you? Um, there's roughly 24 students in this project, um, ranging from a mechanical engineer to a couple physics majors, actually, um, designing the car, fabricating this whole structure you see here, and so on. So for this year specifically, how, how, how has this gone? How has the project gone so far in terms you know, of constructing the car? Every year is the next step. You know, I've been with the project since 2015. Oh, wow, yeah. And, uh, we went from 74th place to 24th place last year, you know, so we're constantly making improvements to the car. And um, thus far, you know, here we are sitting today and our goal is tech ready car. Um, we're very close to reaching that goal. Unfortunately, we did not reach that goal today. Mm -hmm. um, but we're uh, 40 days out from competition yeah. and excited. Where are you competing? Uh, Gorman, California actually this year. We compete in the Baja West competition. Nice, nice. Yeah. What are some of the things about this car that are different this year than last year compared to last year? Um, some of the big changes that have made so thus far that we kind of focused our design on, I just say, is we shortened our wheelbase from 66 inches to 60 inches. We went, we have a, a lot of design validation going on with design. So actually here today, one of the guys that's over there is a uh, design binder illustrating the step process that we took to get to where we are today. Another incorporation that we took was uh, a lot of the suspension geometry has changed this year. Um, we had a characteristic of a uh, heavy bump steer. It's an induced uh, travel of the wheel that makes the car a little bit hard to handle um, going over these obstacles. So there's uh, two degrees of bump steer in this vehicle's design. Um, and lastly, an overall weight reduction was achieved um, going from a 430 pound weight goal last year, and now we're sub 400 pounds. Nice, nice. Anything else you'd like to add? You know, I'd, I'd really like everybody to come out and check out this car. You know, there's 23 guys working day in and day out on this car. And um, please come out and check it. We'd love to hear you guys' questions. Check out the car, sit in the car. You know, it's supposed to be fun and we love doing it. So, yeah. Awesome. Thank you very much, Curtis. Yeah, thank you. And that is the Baja SAE project. All right, I am now with the FSAE car manager. Matt Clark, how are you doing? Hi, nice to meet you. What is your role with Anita Racing? Uh, so I am the uh, chief engineer for the Formula SAE car, Mantis. We compete in the Formula SAE competition in Lincoln, Nebraska in June. Mm -hmm. yeah. My main job is just uh, to make sure that for every task that needs to be accomplished, there is somebody assigned to that task. So it's a lot of project management, which is, I'm really interested in project management. So down here we have the 2017 race car. What's different about this car this year compared to last year? So we have a number of advanced designs being added to the car. 
notably, we are incorporating uh, aerodynamic devices onto the vehicle for the first time ever at UCI. Nice. Um, also, the suspension geometry has been drastically changed. We've lowered the ride height from five inches to about two inches, so it's much lower ride height. And we're also increasing the power output of the engine significantly by running E85. Really? Yeah. Ethanol? Yeah. Why ethanol versus normal fuel? So ethanol, comparative to a normal petrol, takes about 30% more fuel. So it has a cooling effect on the engine. Really? And also ethanol contains oxygen within the fuel. And we are restricted to with a 20 millimeter diameter restrictor. Mm -hmm. So it just gives you that little bit more power. Excellent technical insight. Personally, what has your experience been with the project? What are you gaining out of it? Uh, so like I said, I think one of the most important aspects of this project is learning project management and the product life cycle, etc. So I hope to get a project manager role as a career in the future, and so I think this is a really good experience for that. It's a, it's a team of 40 people, so it's a quite a big task to manage yeah. everyone and make sure that everyone's working. Awesome. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Uh, no, just please uh, check us out online at uh, just Google Anteater Racing and it'll, you'll find it. Um, and thank you very much to all our sponsors. Thank you, Matt. All right, thank you, Noah. All right, hey everyone, I'm with my Formula One analyst on Speedway Sounds, Tristan Cortez. Great to see you, Tristan. Great to see you, Noah. Thanks for joining us today. So you're a freshman like me in mechanical engineering, but this is a sort of a senior junior design project. How did you get involved so early? There was an involvement fair in fall quarter, and I, I had heard about Formula SAE before I even uh, started college. So it's something I'm really interested in. Um, obviously, you know, I follow Formula One. Yeah. Racing in general is just one of my passions, and I just wanted to, you know, be part of that process, you know, learn about what it takes to make a Formula style race car. Um, so I saw their booth um, at, the, at the involvement fair, and uh, I just. Uh, gave them my email and uh, they sent me an email, you know, hey, come on to a track day uh, to uh, see last year's cars in action and just kind of went from there. Uh, I joined the club and then just started work helping whenever I could yeah. and uh, just kind of became integrated with the team, just getting to know people and talking to, to, to members of the team, you know, people more experienced and uh, yeah, here I am now. Last quarter, we were both in the FSEE club, but you actually joined the class and are getting units for it, right? Yes, correct. So how does one go about doing that, at, even as just a freshman? Maybe you don't have the mechanical engineering experience that the juniors and seniors have, but how do you still contribute to the project? Well, I think that's that's a great topic you bring up, because a lot of people they say, oh, I don't have much experience, you know, uh, working with cars or... Uh, with tools or anything like that but um, honestly if you're willing to just help them out with whatever they're doing they're not gonna say no to an extra pair of hands it always helps to you know have 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 more manpower you know it's never gonna hurt um, and you know just ask questions I think is a big thing you know just um, if you don't understand something you know ask them um, that's how you form experience, you know, by yeah. getting information about things you don't know. And then um, it just kind of builds from there. You know, you feed off other team members and you see, you observe what they're doing. And then you might not you not be able to help maybe like this design process yet, but any, just any little task, you know, goes a long way. 
Speaking of learning, what kind of things have you learned throughout this past quarter? Uh, well, I've learned a lot. Um, in lectures, just um, the status reports, how each team goes about um, documenting each the progress of their car and what goes into it each and every week. So you kind of get like a big picture about uh, what's going into each car. And you know, you see the evolution. And it's really cool to see all the designs and everything just come together and to see uh, uh, an actual car, you know, because you start with pretty much nothing and you actually get something fully functional, which I think is really, really amazing. Hello there. I apologize for that uh, brief interruption. We had a technical error here in the studio. Unfortunately, we've run out of time for the rest of Tristan's interview, and I have one more interview as well to play for next week's show from the FSE Electric Car Team with Zach D'Amata, and I look forward to playing that next week on Speedway Sounds. Thank you so much for listening. My name's Noah Stein, and never ever drive distracted or under the influence. Talk to you next week.